Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dirt Track Confessions. I'm your host, Mandy Pouch Mahaney, and today's topic is a question I get very, very often, which I love this question because it's what I do um, for a living, but most importantly, I just really love helping people. I really um, want to see our sport prosper and grow and thrive, so I always get the question, you know, um, any type of advice for people who want to work in the motorsports industry, you know, whether it's dirt track, asphalt, um, working with a team or starting their own business, anything racing related. Um, so it's definitely something that I love and it's what I do. So I get this question very often. And so I figured, I would shine some light on with all of you exactly how I got to where I am now. Now, listen, um, I'm 30 years old. I was born <clears throat> and raised into the racing industry. Did I have a choice? Yeah, of course. I had a choice. My parents um, and my family members, you know, all said, hey, there's more stuff outside of racing than just racing. There's more to life. And, well... There is, there absolutely is, but racing is what I know and what I love, and I wouldn't trade anything for the world for it. So when I get this question, guys, ever since I was little, I honestly, it it, it was a struggle for me because um, a lot of people would say, well, it must be nice to be a pouch because, you know, your last name is what gets you you know, through the door and gets you all of these opportunities. And that honestly was, is, is still to this day and was a really, really big struggle growing up. Um, but when I take you through from where I started, like my first job to where I am now, maybe it'll help shine some light that yes, I am a pouch. Um, I do come from an incredible uh, racing family where they have definitely helped lay down the foundation for, you know, my brother and I and, you know, our future generations coming. And, um, but really, I taught myself and what I really hope you guys will understand is that, yes, I am a pouch. Yes, some people have a little extra perks than others, but my name is what might get me to the door, but it's my personality, it's my knowledge, it's me, Mandy, that gets me through the door. You know, I can get to the door and say, I want this job, I would do amazing at it, and they see my last name, and they think, oh, great, yeah, absolutely, I could be, no offense, guys, I could be dumb as a doorknob, have zero personality and zero knowledge, well, that's not going to get me far. <laughs> so what I'm going to share with you all today for those um, men, women, you know, the younger generations coming up, I hope this inspires you to show you that you can do whatever it is that you want and you can be a huge part of this sport. You don't have to be born into it like me. So where did it all start? From from when I was a wee grasshopper, my father had me working in the race shop. Every day after school, maybe two, three hours, 
I would be here. I'd be learning how to clean, um, doing odd and end jobs, working, phone calls, paperwork. You know, and this is from like elementary school on until I got, well, no, basically until my dad, you know, quote unquote, retired racing. I was <laughs> still, I still am helping him to this day. But that, I guess we can say is my, was my first quote unquote job. So um, fast forward. Now, mind you, I did take notes because I have done a lot of various jobs throughout my years. So it is very possible I missed some things because I've been working on this list, just trying to remember all of, of the jobs I've done. And it's like, oh, wait, yeah, I did that, too. I did that, too. You know, so I started there when I was in high school. I, I think I was a junior in high school. And now I'm just telling you guys the racing side of businesses and jobs that I've had. I've had various other jobs outside of that have nothing to do with racing that has benefited me, of course, to get me to where I am. But this is most importantly for people who want to work in our industry. This is all that I've done. So I was a junior in high school. I was um, doing high school in the mornings and then I was able to go to college um, in the afternoons, and the days that I did not have college, I was working uh, with Steve Barrick at PDI Programs. Now, um, that was that was something because I was I knew Steve. Um, I've known Steve pr- pretty much my entire life, if not more, and um, but I was working on um, ad placements and getting advertisements and getting them into his program book. Now, I'm not one that really likes sales. I don't like calling people, but it was something, and it had to do with racing, and it benefited the sport, right? Like our weekly race programs that you see at the racetracks. Um, I'm pretty sure he still does them at Wall Stadium and I believe at Orange County. By the time, you know, he had a a few tracks. So I started at PDI programs. I was working there. And then I believe after I left Steve, um, I went to work for Bob Hilbert Sportswear. Now they are over in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. This is when I just started college. And I was driving a little over an hour one way a few days a week to work with Bob, and I was um, bringing in clientele to who would want apparel, right? Bob Hilbert Sportswear. It's, it's who we still use to this day, but I learned a lot through Bob. I learned a lot. You know, between PDI programs and Bob, it's a lot of client, you know, having those conversa- conversations and um, getting business, essentially. So, I worked there, I can't tell you, maybe a year or two I worked with Hilbert. Um, and in the mix of all that, you know, going to college, I, I, if anyone out there remembers this, I was like, I don't even know if you would call it like an MC, but for a year at Big Diamond, I was doing like kids games on the mic and gosh, I hate my voice, guys. Let's be real. I, there's people that really like their voice. I don't. So, <laughs> yet here I am talking. This is, this is how this rolls. It all spirals into one. So, I was doing kid games at Big Diamond. 
I grew up, my father always preached into us that the kids are our future in our sport. And if we can get the kids involved at the racetrack, then they're going to want to come back and they're going to want to beg their parents to come back next week and next week and next week and bring friends. And they're going to fall in love with the sport and they're going to become lifers. So I took initiative and, you know, during intermission, during downtimes, I'd be playing games like down front in the bleachers with the kids, you know, for everyone to see. And that was kind of my entry way into um, communications, I'll say. So, of course, in the midst of all this, uh, my family had a tire business for, gosh, I think like 20 years in the room right next door. We would store hundreds, almost thousands of race car tires. Uh, so we'd load the trailer each week. We'd sell tires at uh, New Egypt Speedway. And so I helped with that. I did my family's racing apparel, of course. Um, when my dad had his racing school, I helped with our racing school. Then, of course, I helped my dad and my brother get sponsorship. I did their social media. I did press releases. And at that time, guys, I had not a damn clue. I was doing public relations. I had not a clue. And we'll touch on that because eventually I graduated with a degree in public relations. So after what I was doing at Big Diamond, I transitioned and my first, I guess you'll have PR, quote unquote, business job was at Action Track USA. And, you know, we, my dad and my brother were racing there every Wednesday night. That's where I actually met my husband. And again, the stars align for various reasons. The universe has its methods. And so I, again, I was doing um, fan stuff. I was doing stuff with kids. We did a kids club. You know, I, I was managing um, the Action Track Angels, you know, the girls, the trophy girls uh, that also sold 50-50 tickets. You know, we were doing fun stuff, interacting with the fans and really just getting them hyped up and doing fun stuff like, oh my gosh, each week we would have a different kind of redraw for the drivers and we'd have a driver pick a fan out of the stands. So, you know, I'm a f firm believer in making that c connection between the fan and the drivers because that's, that's me personally. Um, I don't watch any other sports besides racing because I need to personally know someone that's out there. And if I personally know someone, yeah, I'd be interested. So I feel making that connection with the fans and the drivers is huge. Um, oh gosh, I think, oh, I should have looked this up, but in the midst when I was working at Track USA is when I think I wrote, uh, what was it? 85 ideas every racetrack should try. Guys, that took off. I mean, I worked on that list for a few weeks, if not months, and that really sparked a lot of interest. And that kind of correlated from, you know, years past. But when I started working at Action Track, I saw, you know, uh, Doug Rose and Richie Tobias. I saw how they were running things, and it, and it really inspired me. And I was like, other tracks should do what they're doing here. So I write this 85 Ideas. And that kind of led me into where I go next. Uh, one year, oof, if only I had like a timeline in front of me, um, Dirt Track Digest had reached out to me and they said, hey, when you go to Florida, Volusia, you know, during speed weeks, we want you to write a blog. 
And I'm like, you want me to do what? You mean to write a blog? I was like, that's who, who wants to hear that? And they gave me a decent offer and I was like, okay, fine. I'll try it. What's what I'm going to literally, my method was I'm going to be there anyways. So we write about it. And I think I did that for maybe two years. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. If someone actually paid attention to my life, (laughs) obviously I didn't do very well with that. I just roll with the punches. Um, that took off. I couldn't freaking believe it. I basically, from when we woke up to when we went to bed, I was writing about, you know, the conversations had, the people I saw, uh, the bathroom stories. Oh my gosh, people still still crack up about me talking about the bathroom stuff. Um, where we would go for breakfast and lunch, what we would do in the afternoons at the track, how the races went, how I felt like I was just painting that picture and, and involving people and putting pictures in with the blog and it just, it took off and people loved it. And I thought, okay, if I can do this, I can, I can, I can make something of this, you know? And, um, in the mist, actually I fast forward too fast. When I was in high school, um, my dad basically was like, you know, you should at least try to race not try, but like dabble and see if you like it. And uh, not to sound lazy at all, and I hope you guys don't think I'm lazy, but I see racers and it's, guys, race racing is a dedication. I mean, this sport is a dedication, but I saw the hours, and I still see it today, that my dad and my brother were putting into their cars. And I was like, oh, I don't know, that's, that's a lot of work, dad. And, you know, so I, I, I raced, I, I did a few races and did pretty well. Um, and I, I like to say I retired on top. Actually, like my father did. It's great. So, you know, got a few wins under my belt. And I just, I told my dad, I was like, you know, you guys are the entertainers and you put all this work in and you thrive at it and you do really, really well. What if there's something that I can do? that isn't behind the wheel and at that time that's when my brother's like Mandy why don't you look into public relations I was like what is public relations Billy I was <laughs> I literally googled it and yeah fast forward got a degree in public relations <laughs> and um you know all in the midst of all this I was doing Dirt Track Digest I was writing blogs um I think I created my web my own website you know like mandypouch.com and I was writing there. And then I got a gig with Speedsport. I started freelancing with them. And I was writing um, weekly, not weekly, monthly, monthly, yes, I think it's monthly, monthly blogs per se or articles. And I thought that was so cool. I think I was like 20, 21 maybe. And let me tell you what, that was, okay, dad, Dad watches these. Love you, Dad. If you know Billy Pouch, he is hard to get positive feedback. And um, it was the first time, like, I really saw my dad was really proud of me. And he actually said that, and he was, like, calling people and telling them about, like, oh, Mandy's in speed sport. And, you know, he would show people the write-ups I would do in the magazines and I was like, holy crap, my dad's proud of me. This is great. And I know he's he's just, he's, he's a quiet man, man of very few words. So 
that was just an ego boost for me, right? So um, did that, and then, of course, again, there's, like, I'm doing all this stuff and just mixing and matching, just finding what works, just running with it, right? So while I was doing Action Track USA, um, I was doing these blogs. I was writing for Speed Sport. I was going to college. I started to do PR, you know, before I even graduated college. I'm like, I know enough people. I just started calling people. I was like, do you need, you know, someone to do your public relations? Do you need someone to do, you know, weekly press releases, um, run your social media? And so I started doing various public relations for drivers, teams, manufacturers. I mean, I did so much. And I worked with so many amazing people. And I learned so much from every single one of them. And um, then I started building websites. I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I may as well build some websites too while we're at it. So when I was in college, I took a, um, I don't know, what do you call it these days? Like a website course. Now you can just freaking purchase a template. At the time, I was learning code. Oh, that was horrible. (laughs) So... I did all that. Um, let's see. I made a parts catalog. So if you've ever seen the Diversified Machine, DMI, Bulldog Rears, that is me. I love it. Love Dave Ely and DMI immensely, but that catalog was like the death of me. Made that catalog. Super proud. Um, I make magazine ads. So any currently, guys, any DMI ads, Bulldog Rear ads, Anything of that sort, that all comes from me. So hopefully you like it. But I love doing that kind of stuff because it gets my creative juices flowing. And I love the creativity. So I love that. That's kind of like my outlet of fun, you know, is what will get people's attention to this ad? And how can I make it my own and make it fun? So that's just another another side piece of Mandy. So... Um, all throughout all of this, you know, I still, I still, DMI is still one of, like, one of the very few PR clients I still have to this day. That's like one of my OGs. Um, I helped promote race events. So for a few years, I worked with Fred Raymer and his family. You know, he did uh, races out Central PA, and I helped him with that. And then um, I did my first ever promotional race I ever put on was Christmas in July at New Egypt. Now, mind you guys, I spent like 20 years every Saturday night in New Egypt, so I knew that place like the back of my hand. Uh, So that was my first ever, gosh, maybe it was probably like 2021 event I ever promoted. So let's see, fast forward from that, you know, I started doing random production stuff. Um, I think this is about the time when I started vlogging. This is when I started my YouTube channel. Gosh, I think it's been five years, six years of doing this. Five years, maybe. Someone check my, fact check me. So I started my YouTube channel. I figured, well, my blog was really taking off. But guys, I am, I don't like, I like to read. I do like to read. I should retract that. I do like to read, but I feel people want fast and easy. They want now. So Mike, at the time, he was my boyfriend and my father, both kind of put a bug in my ear. And actually, um, Bonnie Tittle, 
Bonnie, shout out to your girlfriend because the three of them were the ones that kept saying, you should do video. You should do video. Do a YouTube channel. Start vlogging. And I was like, oh, God, no. That sounds horrible. I did it anyways. <laughs> it took a while. Got to push me a little bit, but I did it. So I was, I was learning, you know, you only way to learn and to progress and to grow is by failing forward. You're not going to learn what works unless you fail at it first. And guys, I'm still learning like this podcast, which we'll roll into eventually. Um, you don't know unless you try it. So started my YouTube channel. Gosh, it was embarrassing the first long time. I'm now five years into it and actually feel comfortable ish walking around with a camera to my face. Um, so I started doing my channel and all between that, I started doing random production stuff, you know, talking on cameras, you know, I was working with weed sport production team. I was doing stuff for them. I was doing some stuff for speed sport. You know, when I went out to Knoxville nationals, um, I did something for Orange County for a speedway. I know some various pit reporting. And then I did stuff when I was out at the Chili Bowl. You know, I was just getting myself out there. And it's funny because I, which will get, oh, I, I literally have my list in front of me. So I'm pointing at it because I would not remember any of this <laughs> if I would, didn't have a list. That led into, as soon as the year I graduated college was the beginning of 2016, I started dating my husband and he was racing the super dirt car series. And I thought, well, how fun would this be if I worked the super dirt car series and got to date this really cute boy, right? Like how fun right out of college. Oh man, bless, bless, just bless. Cause I, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was the first time ever that I missed any of my family's races. You know, up until then, I was, I never missed, never missed any of my dad's races. And um, so, yeah, so I went on the Super Dirt Car Series for a year. I learned so much. I met so many incredible people. And I was doing their social media. I was doing press releases. I was driving to all the races, Canada. Oh, gosh. I think we were racing, we did Eldora, like Florida, all that stuff. So I did public relations with them. And what's funny was <laughs> I got a degree in public relations, guys, and quickly learned I really freaking hated writing press releases. I just hated writing, right? I didn't like writing blogs. I didn't like writing press releases. And um, so left the Super Dark Car series then I started working with the Short Track Super Series. So I worked with them, I think, for two years. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot. Oh, I was, <laughs> oh, gosh. I was the first ever BD Motorsports, Miss BD Motorsports Media. <laughs> I will do anything for a free pass. Don't take that the wrong way, please. But I was, I think I just graduated high school. And so it was that 2011 and I kind of contacted Dayo and was like, listen, you know, I'm going to be going to all your races. Like, what can I do? And basically he got me a sash. Like it was kind of like we made this up and <laughs> got me a sash and I just stood in victory lane. So yes, actually guys, I was a trophy girl at one point in time. 
Yes. <laughs> um, just to get a free pass. Yeah, that's pretty much what I did. So again, fast forward. So did a few years with the Short Track Super Series. And um, while I was doing that, I was also doing my YouTube channel. I was I had my public relations business and all of this stuff going on. You know, I was moving. I moved I moved out of New Jersey. I moved to New York. You know, things are getting serious with Mike, my husband now. And a lot of stuff was going on. And I just really realized, I was like, okay, I think I did all of this by like 27. And I really enjoy what I do. But I had to reevaluate. I was like, I obviously want to make a difference in this sport. Like, at the end of the day, this sport is what made me. And I just want to give back in any way possible. But I want to give way back in ways that makes me happy and lights my soul on fire. And had this long conversation with my family. I was like, okay, how can I pivot per se and bring that money back into my pocket? You know, with and don't get me wrong, I public relations is great, but I was literally chasing down race car drivers and chasing down other people and ah, it was it was very exhausting um you know it was it was a lot it was very grueling and I I just realized it was I was running other people's social media platforms and helping promote them but I was putting my dad my brother and you know Mike my boyfriend at the time on the back burner I was like, this doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I was like, I know I need to make money, but I need to help my family make money, my boyfriend make money. So I just, I kind of, again, pivoted in ways to now I'm an entrepreneur. I run multiple business, both in and outside of racing that I absolutely love. They all intertwine perfectly because um, a lot of people to this day say like, what do you actually do? I do a lot. I really do a lot. I am a workaholic. <laughs> I should say I'm a recovering workaholic because I'm trying to find that work-life balance now that I'm 30. And I just, I love it. You know, the people and the connections that you make along the way, that that to me is what I feel is what has helped me. You know, from uh, selling ads to you know, getting people to purchase t-shirts or getting sponsorship or writing blogs, interviewing people, doing articles, um, pit reporting. I've learned bits and pieces from every single one of them. So when people look at me and they see where I am right here, right now, they think, wow, that must be nice. It must be nice to have Billy pouches your father and I go screw you dude screw you because I have busted my butt to get to where I am I think like my parents did the absolute best that they could they could and they still do I mean gosh I think I'd have to ask them but I think when I was like 12 um my parents made my brother and I start paying for our own way into the races guys you know we were paying our own way into the races at 12. 
And that just taught us so much and taught us to work hard for the things that we want. And did I see myself when I was in college doing what I'm doing now? Absolutely not. But I am a strong believer that we all have to start somewhere. And you might be wanting to just get in your foot in the door, you know, and it's like, I don't know when this podcast is going to go out, but the PRI show just recently um, happened and I hear people like, oh, you know, this girl was at the show, like, what is she doing there? And this person was at the show, like, what are they doing there? They don't have a purpose there. And I'm like, listen, we all have a purpose and we're all trying to find our purpose. And kudos to those people for putting themselves out there and hopefully in the right ways, <laughs> but for putting themselves out there because opportunities aren't just going to come knocking on your door. You have to go out there and make it happen. Um, I Did I ever envision myself having a YouTube channel? No. Podcast? Absolutely not. But here we are. Um, I have a health and wellness business. You know, I do network marketing and there's just so much that goes into the pot, but I am 30 years old and <laughs> finding what works for me. So I'm hoping that shines some light to you because listen, oh my gosh, I will remember this to this day. Counselor, is that what they're called? <laughs> I don't even remember, but I remember I was in community college and the counselor, I wanted to transfer and the counselor pretty much was like, I told him what I wanted to do. And he tells me that I didn't need a college degree with what I wanted to do with my life. I looked at him, I'm like, dude, isn't this your job? And you're telling me I shouldn't be going to college and wasting my money. And he basically told me it's all a matter of who you know. Oh, guys, he wasn't wrong and he wasn't right. College. I mean, I feel like times are changing with college, so this could be outdated. I don't know, but I learned a lot in college and that have helped me to this day, but most importantly is it's the connections. It's the lasting impressions that you make on people. I mean, I still work with and I still see every single boss I've ever had. I make sure to Keep those connections. Don't burn the bridges because you never know when you're going to need them. Got that? I've learned that the hard way. So start somewhere. Reach out to your local racetrack. Reach out to people you know uh, in the industry. You know, you, you might not have the degree. You might not have the background. You might not have the education or the knowledge or the resume. But listen, we all have to start somewhere. I started, again, Steve, I appreciate you for giving me this job, but I started working in Steve's basement in his house selling advertisement in programs. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I would have envisioned my first job being like, I don't know, working in front of people. or I don't even know what I wanted to do at that age. But it was just working a few hours at his house. I wasn't you know, clocking in somewhere, or I was just trying to, I guess, make a name for myself. I was trying to learn from people who are in our industry, 
And that's a huge thing too is surround yourself around people who will make you a better person. You know, as long as you are surrounding yourself around good people, you can't you can't go wrong. Make those connections. Ask questions. You know, you you might have to do jobs that you're not going to get paid for or you might have to like sweep floors until you until you move up the ranks. People come to me often and like I said in the beginning of this podcast, I love that. I love when you guys come to me and you ask me questions and I I just love it. I really enjoy it. And one of the big things is like I said about that college counselor, he wasn't wrong. Unfortunately, I feel almost in any industry, sport, business, if you know someone, it helps. So when you're out networking, when you go to the trade shows, when you're at your local grocery store, you never know who you're going to run into. You never know the impressions you're going to make. I mean, I've made my fair share of mistakes, guys, trust me. But when you need something, when you're in time of need or whatever it might be and you can turn around and reach back to someone and or ask for um, a recommendation letter, whatever it is, you know, make those connections, build those relationships. Relationships is pretty much that that is our sport. Our sport is relationships. Just know and have faith and have confidence that one door leads to another. I never envisioned being where I am today, but I know I'm on the right path. And I know that doing this podcast, having my YouTube channel, the businesses that I have and all that I do, it's just going to lead me to the next best thing. And I have faith in that. I have confidence in that. And, you know, when I was in high school, when I was in college, I was doing jobs I really didn't want to do. But I knew that it would help. I knew I would learn something. And that was so key for me is knowing I'm going to learn something from this. I mean, just using the spreadsheets, guys. Oh, I hate Excel spreadsheets. But I learned that from, you know, Bob Hilbert Sportswear, working and doing invoices there. And that transferred over to another job I had. Or, you know, um, doing some pit reporting, totally transferred over to my YouTube channel. Just have faith in it. It all comes together. One thing will lead you to another. So my biggest, <laughs> I know basically you just learned about every single freaking job that I had, but I hope that you learned today is that it's not just my last name that got me to where I am. It's my work ethic. It's my personality. It's my drive, my passion. And if you have passion for what it is that you want to do, if you have it like you just want to do it. You want to make a difference. You want to make an impact. You have that drive. It's going to take you places. It will really take you places. And like I said, putting yourself in the room with the right people, making those connections. Think about what you can do for the sport. You know, what is it that you want to do? And again, know that you're going to start at the bottom as much as you don't want to. We all do. The diversity of jobs that I have had in this industry, it's just insane. But again, you put yourself out there and you're going to attract that stuff back, right? So get yourself around the right people. 
do the freaking work and just jump in. You're not going to know if it's going to be what you want or you're not going to know if it's going to work, but you don't know unless you do it. So take action. Go towards the fear. Go towards whatever it is that you want to do and just have faith it's going to happen. So I am grateful for you for listening in. Um, I really hope it inspired you and motivated you because like I said, I get this question really often, like where do I start or, you know, how do I get involved? And like there's, yeah, I was born into it. I married into it. But there's people in the stands that want to be involved more and want to do something and just know that you can. Just got to ask, you know, people are going to send you in the right direction because this sport needs more people like you and I. So thank you so much. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, Really excited because my first solo podcast and I really want to bring more to you guys because I feel like there's so much to share. Um, But if you enjoyed this, please be sure to like it. Share this with someone that you know wants to be involved in our industry or you think would be amazing at it. You know, guys, if you have any questions, men, women, ladies, if you have any questions, please feel free. Send me a message. I am happy to give you any suggestions possible that will lead you in the right direction. So thank you all. I appreciate you and I hope you have a fantastic week.